that is Dr. Warren Wearsby for, uh, for his great help in uh, reference to me putting together this sermon this, uh, for this morning. Let us pray and then let us uh, have the message on God's word. Uh, Heavenly Father, I remember uh, being at a worship service recently and uh, for days after that worship service, uh, still reflecting, still profiting from uh, the message uh, on your word. I pray that, we pray that your grace would be with us today in that way, that we would listen, we would have interest in our hearts, that our lives would embrace what we hear, and that uh, your truths would go with us and continue to minister to us all for your glory. Oh, Heavenly Father, again, thank you for your love, which has given us your word. And now please have your love, use your word in each one of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. In Leviticus chapter 23, there is a listing of seven very special events that took place every year in the nation of Israel. In fact, these seven special events are still observed by Jewish people today. These seven events are called in Leviticus 23, feasts, the appointed feasts of the Lord. Listen to Leviticus 23, verses 1 and 2. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, These are my appointed feasts, the appointed feasts of the Lord, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. The seven appointed feasts of the Lord are as follows. See how many you still remember. Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, Pentecost, trumpets, day of atonement, and tabernacles or booths. Are you somewhat familiar with some or all of these feasts, a knowledge of and study of these Jewish feasts by us would be good, for they teach us of our Lord Jesus Christ. More than anything else, they instruct concerning the Lord Jesus. In John chapter 5, verse 39, our Lord Jesus said, study diligently the scriptures. These are the scriptures that testify about me. Each one of these Old Testament appointed feasts of the Lord 
is centered in and exalts the Lord Jesus. This morning, we are going to study one of these feasts. And the one that we will consider today is the feast of Passover, the first feast on the calendar of God's appointed feasts. Point number one is this. What is the meaning of the Passover? What is Passover about? I think most of us would say the first Passover was when the Lord God passed over the households of the Israelites when he put to death the firstborn in Egypt. God did not bring judgment then on the children of Israel. That is good. But let's state the meaning of Passover in this way. Passover spelled life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for the children of Israel. Again, Passover spelled life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for the children of Israel. Our Thomas Jefferson did many great things during his lifetime, but he wanted only three only three of them mentioned at his grave for posterity to remember. Number three was the founding of the University of Virginia. Number two was the authorship of the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom. And number one was the authorship of the Declaration of Independence. He did not even want it mentioned that he was the third president of the United States. The Declaration of Independence, you will recall, contains these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Hear me, the children of Israel had a declaration of independence. Their declaration of independence was the Passover. The Passover brought to them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The children of Israel were in Egypt, where the Lord God was going to pass through the land and strike down every firstborn son. However, because of the Passover lambs, they were protected by the blood of the lambs, and their firstborn were not slain. 
life. The children of Israel also were slaves in Egypt. They were not there as sightseers. They were a nation of slaves. Over and over again in the book of Exodus, the bondage of Israel to the Egyptians is set forth. However, because of the Passover, the children of Israel were delivered from that bondage. They left Egypt and they were free. Liberty. And the children of Israel, because of the Passover, were able to pursue happiness. Their deliverance from Egypt meant they were on their way to the promised land, a land that God said was a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. The Passover was for the Israelites, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But I need to say this before I end our first point. Even though we live in the United States of America, which has the Declaration of Independence, we, each one of us, needs more than anything else life, liberty, and happiness, spiritually speaking. Each one of us needs, most of all, a spiritual declaration of independence. The Passover ultimately is a communication to all of us that we can have that in Jesus Christ. We are under the judgment of God because of our sin. And we are in bondage. We are enslaved to sin. And we are lacking spiritual joy and eternal fellowship and peace with God. However, the Passover ultimately says to us, in Jesus Christ, in the Lamb of God, we can have spiritual life, spiritual freedom, and spiritual joy, a spiritual declaration of independence can be ours. By God's grace, I am able to stand before you this morning no longer under the judgment of God, now able to live a life for God, and now able to enjoy God as part of his kingdom, all because of Jesus Christ. That is ultimately the meaning of the Passover. I ask, do you have this spiritual life, liberty, and joy? Do you know that in Jesus Christ, God's lamb 
you can. Point two this morning is, what was the power of Passover? What was the means that brought about the blessings of Passover? Answer, Passover was centered in a lamb. Picturing for us the lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who died for sin. Exodus 11 and 12 give us a full explanation of the Passover feast. And when we read Exodus 11 and 12, we see that a lamb was needed. A lamb was absolutely essential to the Passover. Look with me at Exodus 11, verse 1, and then Exodus 12, verses 1 through 3. That's an invitation to take out a Bible and look once again at Exodus 11, verse 1, and then Exodus 12, verses 1 through 3. Chapter 11, verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here, and when he does, he will drive you out completely. Uh, there, there had been the plague of blood, the plague of frogs, the plague of gnats, the plague of flies, etc. And now comes the last plague, the tenth plague, the plague on the firstborn, the plague of death on the firstborn. Chapter 12. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. A lamb was essential for the Passover. You could not observe, you could not benefit from the Passover unless you had a lamb. To have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, each man of Israel had to take a lamb for his family. And we go on to read this. This lamb had to be spotless. It had to be without any kind of blemish. In other words, no blind or crippled or diseased or wounded lamb would do. Not just any lamb would be acceptable. It had to be one with no flaws. Notice Exodus 12, verse 5. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. No wrinkle, nothing wrong with it. 
And the lamb was to be watched for four days to make sure that it was perfect. And then we read, after these four days, on the 14th day of the month, the lamb was to be slain. Verses 6, 7, and 13 of Exodus 12. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the people of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. Verse 13, the blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. A lamb was needed, a perfect lamb, and the lamb was to be put to death. And unless it was put to death and its blood applied to the house, the lamb could not protect the firstborn from the condemnation that was coming. Point two, the power of Passover, the means that brought about the blessings of Passover, a lamb, a lamb put to death. My friends, do you see the Lord Jesus Christ in the Passover lamb. John the Baptist said about Jesus, look, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 5, for Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. And in Revelation chapter 5, verse 12, the angels of heaven are singing, Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Do you see the lamb being the Lord Jesus Christ? Look at 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1, chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. 1 Peter 1, verses 18 and 19. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Who or what is Jesus Christ here? A lamb, a lamb without blemish or defect, a lamb who shed his precious blood. And why did he shed his precious blood? To redeem us, to free us from death, to free us from captivity to sin, and to give us joy and peace in God's kingdom, to redeem us from our empty way of life. 
Walter is a Jewish man who was not really interested in religious truth. One day, a Christian friend of Walter told him of an interesting speaker that he had heard. The speaker had set up a Passover table in his church and had shown how Jesus is seen in this feast. Walter told his friend he would be curious to hear the presentation. His friend got Walter a tape of the message. Walter spent several hours listening to the presentation Christ in the Passover. His heart was touched. He saw that Jesus is in, fulfills the Jewish Passover. And Walter went on to pray to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and asked the Lord Jesus to come into his heart. Do you see the Lord Jesus in the Passover lamb? Passover was centered in, dependent upon a lamb. Do you see the Lord Jesus, the Lamb of God who died for sin. Point three, what are we to do today with the truth of Passover? Answer, the spiritual truth of Passover is to be embraced by each one of us today. It's interesting. In the King James Version and English Standard Version of the Bible, verse 3 of Exodus 12 talks about a lamb. Verse 4 then ends with the words, the lamb. And verse 5 has, your lamb. The Passover lamb. The Lord Jesus Christ is to become our lamb. He is to be owned by us today. He is to be my lamb. We are to learn of him. We are to see that he alone can save, that he alone is the savior. And we are to personally take him as our savior. We are to apply his blood to the door of our lives. But pastor, my faith is so weak. I do not have much faith. At the first Passover, after the lamb was slain, they took hyssop dipped the hyssop into the basin where the blood had been caught and sprinkled the blood on the doorposts. 
Hyssop is a frail little shrub that has no special beauty or strength. Your deliverance is not based on the strength of your faith. Your deliverance is based on Jesus Christ, on the power of his blood to save. Even a weak, frail, little shrub could be used to apply the blood to the door. It is not the strength of your faith that saves you. It is the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. The spiritual truth of Passover is to be embraced by us today. Go to Jesus Christ and take him as your savior. Go in weakness, go with frailty, but go to Jesus Christ and be saved by his powerful work on the cross. He will give you spiritual life, spiritual liberty, spiritual joy. You will be set free from God's condemnation. You will be set free to serve God and live for him. And you will be set free to glorify God and to enjoy him forever as part of his kingdom. Take Jesus Christ as your lamb. Heavenly Father, please enable all of us to do that. And please help all of us to continue to feed on the Lord Jesus for growth and for greater glory for the triune God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.